Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. In the last episode, I was talking to Adam Robinson about his company, Get Emails, and what it took to build it. In this episode, let's pick up the conversation where we left off. Today, we'll talk about email retargeting in detail. Here, we're going to go into email-based retargeting for e-commerce. And I want to get your opinion on that, right? Because obviously you've been doing this for a long time, the email side of things, and also being able to now curate, having somebody come to the website, being able to you know find that information when we couldn't find that information before, which I'm, it's funny, I knew about your company. And now that we've talked about this, I'm like thinking about how many people that I'm losing on a daily basis, <laughs> email wise, yeah, that I'm not getting uh, the information and it makes me sick at night. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But let, let's talk about email retargeting. And like we talk about e-commerce businesses, like how, how would this work with an e-commerce business? Like what you guys have built, like how is that a good fit? because I'm seeing all kinds of things in my mind and how this could work, but I want to hear it from you. So how the, you know, I, I mentioned there's a couple of tiny companies in our space, um, how they worked and how our product worked until very recently, until like maybe like a month or two ago is you would, we would pass contacts once every 24 hours and it would, it would just have the landing page the person hit, right? So there's, it really worked great for people that had super high gross margin products and could spend a ton on, on marketing, like jewelry zones, whatever, but you know, like nutrition products, like if you just put that code everywhere on your website, like it was difficult to back out ROI. You really had to see other value to owning yeah. your, owning your audience. Now we now have real time data, which is a major difference, right? Uh, and like way better than, than, uh, sending it 24 hours later, um, which is, just incredible. Uh, in the next, I would say eight weeks, we will totally transform this for e-commerce and we're, we're already building it right now. We will capture for Shopify stores. We will capture the add to cart event and actually pass the, the, the items in the cart along with the contact in real time. Right. So that you can say, I only want to send cart and beyond cart abandonment emails and it actually sends a card, right? And there's two types that we can send. One is the people that aren't on your list yet. And the other one is we can look at people who are on your list and Shopify's cookie allows us to identify if they're logged in or not. So you're missing a huge portion of card abandonments if you don't send to either people who aren't on your list and add to cart and people who are not logged in and add to cart, right? So yeah. this is a, this is something that I'm 95% sure will work for all Shopify stores. Like who, who, who is this not like, you know, for what you're buying these email addresses for, even if, if you're paying, it's like a quarter or something like an abandoned cart is worth more than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, period exclamation point. Right. They've made it to uh, the end and didn't yeah, click exactly. the, the go button. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the, that was kind of just like starting with, you know, the original advice we we're giving people is just like, yeah, throw it on your website, you know, everywhere, and then put them in a warm up series. It's the first email said, thanks for coming by the site, you know, warm them up over however long. And, and that, you know, that works for a lot of people, but like, this is just allowing a level of precision that is, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's so, I'm so excited about this, this next 
iteration of the product. So I can tell you with some of our clients that we used to get, we had a client named Zoe Rodriguez that did, um, she did all, she was an influencer, but she did, uh, she would sell eBooks, fitness eBooks and our abandoned cart email that we would send out. Cause what would happen? We would see it through Shopify that, you know, whatever you have 30 or 40 or 50 people that didn't purchase. And so we used to send them an email that would make it seem like it came from Zoe. Like, Hey, Jennifer, this is Zoe. We saw that you put this in your cart, but you just hadn't made any purchase. Was there a problem with the website or what happened? Night and I was customer service. I was everything, but I was customer service for my team. And the team would send me these emails where they'd be like, Hey Zoe, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, I was actually, my kids came up, we started playing and I totally forgot. Yeah, I'll go and make a purchase. And she was making like an extra five or 10 grand a month off abandoned carts. Like just letting people know like, Hey, you forgot this. And they go, Oh shoot. 90% of the time it was because of a kid, something going on. They downside did this and computer crashed, like not because they didn't want to purchase, like they've already put the effort in, like they're there, or maybe they needed a 5% push or a 10%, you know, a coupon, something like that. But that personalized email that we sent, like the amount of people that responded to that and just said, Oh my God, Zoe, thanks for contacting us. Well, it wasn't Zoe. Like anybody's listening to this. I apologize if you got that email surprise, it wasn't Zoe, it was us. But the idea of it was this automated system and it was generating so much money just from the abandoned cart side of things. And that's yeah. just the, you know, for us, that's the retargeting. That's really what you've created is something. So now you can go and, you know, contact the person. I mean, sounds like real time, right? So you're not waiting yeah. 24 hours. Real so it happens time. like, yeah. boom, there you are. I mean, the, the value of that, because then you can see the ROI instantly because you're like, this is $5,000 you just missed out on. And we're showing you that we brought in $3,000 of that five, which totally justifies the the, the contact, you know, the, the pain for. That's yeah. awesome. Exactly. It's it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. And I just can't wait for that last part of it. You know, another interesting abandoned card thing that I'm sure you'll think is interesting. I forget the company that does it, but like if we end up, you know, you never know where these things are going to go. If we end up being like most famous for abandoned carts or however you want to say that, yeah, they try to get into this, but like apparently with SMS, you can't really, there's no good way to maintain your deliverability and send texts out from a machine. So what people do is they have an overseas team and like people have shutting phone numbers attached to their Shopify accounts a lot. So when yeah. someone abandons cart, they have somebody sitting in Singapore or whatever, or uh, Philippines, hit them with an actual text from just like a MacBook that's like got the item. And like apparently the conversion rate of that is just like silly. Absolutely through the roof because it's just so much higher open rates, 95% open rate, whereas emails like whatever it is. 30 and, if you're lucky. And most you know. of the time, it's just they need a reminder. Yeah. You're not reselling them. You're not selling them anything. You're just saying, hey, Jennifer, you left this in your cart. Did you mean to purchase this or not? And they go, shoot, I did mean to purchase that. Yeah. Or no, what is the issue? And it's great for a customer service side of things because people can go, yeah, no, I tried to do this and this didn't work. And then you can go in and say, oh, the issue was this. I just fixed it in your cart. Now you can purchase. So yeah. there's a learning side of it. And there's the other side. It's literally just a reminder. The people have already gone through their customer journey. All we need them to do is press that buy button. And they're there. Like they're literally right there. They've already made that decision. Yeah. And there's a reason why they didn't move forward. Usually it's, you know, something ADHD or whatever else we're dealing with in, in this world. Or it's, you know, now it's like, I love that. I love the, 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 the text message thing. That's yeah, no, it's, it's cool. You know, when I, when I heard, I was like, man, we should be doing that. But then it's like, oh God, managing over. I mean, it's it, a little, yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of worms. You know, it, it's, if it were just tech that we could build, no question. But like, I just want to see what the uptake is on this cart thing in general 
before we try it, you know. That's cool. God, I can't wait to see this thing take off. Well, we'll we'll have to talk outside of this. I mean, because we, you know, we're always on my website and obviously we write for a lot of other websites, always wanted to talk about cool things that are coming about. And this is something I had firsthand experience with the abandoned card stuff. And I know it's going to be gold. You guys have already built it. So that's that's awesome. We do, ours was kind of a little, what well, the way you put it together wasn't anywhere as clean as what you guys are putting together. So I'm excited to, really, really excited to, to see, to hear about that. And so can you tell us a little bit obviously we kind of understand the e-commerce side of things and the abandoned cart you guys are going to become the abandoned cart kings i guess it's probably might want to go grab that url by the way um but the you know what we're looking at here like can you tell us some other successes that you guys have had like i mean you guys obviously your your ar is amazing each month and you guys have i mean it's only been doing this for like what eight months nine months well yeah. at least to get emails that's how long you've been doing right, it. obviously right. you've been yeah, in the space for a long time success is, is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love when people say that. I'm going to be an overnight success. I'm like, well, you're about 12 years from that. So that's, right. you got plenty of time to figure it out for sure. Uh, any good for, any good successes? Anything where you're like, God, we started when we built this, we had this client come on and they just absolutely crushed it. Anything fun like that for us? Yeah. So, you know, the product's just been like kind of taking these like, you know, mini leaps forward. Um, one one thing that I was pretty happy about and I got a testimonial about was this guy, uh, Dr. Travis Ziegler. He's the CEO of, of this company I love. It's just like this eyedrop company. Um, and he's kind of like an influencer also. So I was on his podcast. You know, he like did it. And then he's like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, can you come talk to me about this? And then on his podcast, he like walked through his like Playview account and all the ROI and everything. And, um, so he like saw two times immediate ROI and like a six to 10 back end. Um, like just, you know, kind of do it like, like doing what we originally said to do, which was just putting the script everywhere. And then you just had some three good emails that went out, you know, with, with, with offer codes on them. And, you know, the first was just, you know, thanks for coming by a coupon. Second one was like brand story coupon. Third was just like bestsellers coupon. Um, and that was, that was great. It was like something that made it really easy to start. Cause like, he's kind of known in this internet marketer community. So it made it just had this video. I could like send it to people and be like, Oh, you know, this guy, like whatever. Um, that was a really good one. And then we had this other guy. So a, a little bit, of a, a tip that I sort of, um, I love this platform called clarity.fm. Have you ever heard of it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that oh. who owns that? It's, um, out of Canada, Dan. Sold, yeah, he sold it. He sold it to somebody. He, he did. It. Yeah, and I think after he but, sold it, they stopped, the company that bought it stopped really investing in it because a lot of these guys, you know, you look and they haven't had calls in a couple of years or whatever, but like, I think it's amazing. I've just like used it to have such interesting conversations, like all of our employees found coaches on it. Like, um, so let me, let me explain what it is. So you guys, what it is is where you can go on and literally get a mentor and you can charge hourly and you can go on and say, Hey, I want to talk to Shane because I know he's great at influencer marketing and you can set up an hour and literally have a, a solid conversation with somebody that's been doing it for 10 years and you, you're paying whatever it is. They can yeah, pick their hourly rate. Bucks, like, yeah. And who cares? Like if you're right. getting like, you want these are pressing questions. It'll take you six months to figure out and you can go and get the information within an hour right it's it's awesome um and then i started realizing like uh, so i wanted to figure out if this was actually going to be a great tool for bloggers or not right so like i found like the the founder of wellness mama on there and his name's seth spears great hour-long conversation with this dude and then apparently 
he went and posted about it in this baby bathwater, which is this influencer group, uh, or sorry, it's a mastermind group that like these, you know, big hitter marketing guys formed, Joel Marion and some other guys, I don't know. And like 10 guys came from that, you know, because we have this 20% recurring affiliate program. So um, then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I can prospect on this thing, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, you know, I started, you know, kind of going in there and being like, Hey, I'm looking to do some product discovery, like knowing these people would love it. And if I paid 20% recurring, they would refer me to like all these other people that they know. Um, which, so if, if you're in a product, if you're doing something, I would just recommend, you know, that's the way to get to a lot of people have this like dream audience. They're like, Oh, if I could just get these people to use this thing, right. All these people, they don't take phone calls. Like they they don't pick up their emails, right? Like it's very difficult to reach most of these people. Yeah. And like a lot of them, you can just like pay 500 bucks and pitch them. Like that's the way I was looking. I was like, I'd pay $350 to give anybody a demo of this thing who has significant volume. I'd probably pay triple that, you know? Like I pay a thousand bucks to get in front of any of these guys, right? So uh, I love that because that's, it's so funny. Like I've had been on podcasts myself or whatever, been interviewed and people say, hey, what is the biggest thing like that, that you would have changed? You know, if you, once can we talk about the younger Shane, right? Let's say 21 year old Shane. I literally for me is mentors. Like I look at like the amount of like, I can do it on my own. Like I'm a, I can just do it. And I'd read some blogs and do this, but I'm like, if you can cut down your learning curve by six months and paying 500 bucks, like forget about like, why would you not do that? I mean, over and over and over. And you're asking, you're talking to the people that have done this, that are giving you all of their, their, all their sweat and blood, their hundred thousand dollars. They just spent in the last six months by losing and they come and give you the, the gold. Like it just, I don't understand how more people aren't doing that. Like it makes total sense to me and obviously to yeah. you as well. I, I think it's fantastic. You know, I, I got kind of, I was lazy about networking in general with Robley and I regret that. Uh, but like, man, it's a weird time to do it with COVID now, but the, you know, these conversations you have with truly bright people, like you always walk away inspired. Old, yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it. Is I just I don't know. I I love that. So so when you talked about that, so so I think their actual company they got purchased by a number of companies. Clarify Mm -hmm. FM, and I think what they were doing is trying to build this huge, yeah, yeah, this like this huge like entrepreneur network, and I think was what they were trying to do because they bought. Um, anyways, there was a few of them they bought. I bought, they bought Dan's company and some other ones. But let's talk about this because this is actually down my wheel. Well, and I want to talk to you about the publishers. I'm going to talk about how publishers can use it because I get the e-commerce side of things. makes total sense. Abandoned cart. So let's let's switch gears and talk about publishers, right? People that are publishing content. How can they use get emails and how is it beneficial for them, right? Because I'm yeah. that, like literally I'm asking you for myself and for anybody yeah. else that's listening, but mainly for myself. So this, this, this is a fun conversation. So... Um, up until recently, I thought that the best use case was simply just fighting email list attrition. It's like everybody wants to own their audience, right? That's kind of like a fact that you don't have to explain to – and the idea of owning, just in case people aren't publishers here, are like, you know, Google and Facebook, you can't move that retargeting audience between platforms. Like you have to yeah. pay for it once every 90 days, right? So yeah. You don't own that audience. They own that audience, right? You own your email list. No one can take that from you. Um, our tool is a tool to allow you to own this audience that the platforms have but won't give you. So 
there's advantages there. You can you can move it between platforms. You can you can just do a lot of stuff with it. Um, and pretty much every publisher that I've ever met would like it if they're if no one ever unsubscribed from their email list, <laughs> right? Like the problem with list attrition is at some point it gets to the point where you can't grow your email list anymore because it's always just a percent or whatever the percentage is yeah. of your emails that unsubscribe every time. So if you have a million email subscribers, then you got to find 10,000 more every time you send a newsletter out. Just or you got to segment it or there's got to yeah. be some way to like really oh, keep them happy. Right. So, so originally I was like, okay, this is the cheapest way to get an email address by 80% and the engagement's just as good as your house list. So, it's just the best way to stop that from happening, right? Yeah. And there was a type of publisher that I thought would work best with, like there's like a, uh, there's a type of publisher that can actually just sell JV newsletters at, on a CPM. So like, you know, I have 33,000 contacts, I can sell my newsletter for $3,300. I found out very early that that was not common. That was just this, this niche, but um, there's other types that, are kind of selling eyeballs affiliate publisher model and really they, they like they're the success of their affiliate model although they can't track exactly where it's coming from it's almost linearly proportional to their active clicker base so the more people they have clicking on emails the more money they make and it doesn't really matter how they get those people they're clicking so and it seems to work really well in that model for people that are driving a lot of traffic through paid and like monetizing it through email. Um, so that's that's one way to that that one 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 use case is just cheap email addresses that engage right eyeballs. And then there's also some uh, unquantifiable bigger picture value to just the reach right to, to having more reach. Like you never know what's going to come from that. Um, a more recent case. Uh, I'm trying to figure out whether I should. So a large conservative publisher in DC um, was talking to us about, they, they absolutely love the product. It's a huge guy. It's like 35 million uniques a month or something like that. So there's like, this product's incredible. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe you can tell me who's on my website and these email addresses open so well, like this is unreal. So he's like, we gotta figure out other ways to use the data to make this a home run. So I'm like, okay, cool. So you're gonna stuff it in the social platforms. Cause there's this idea that like, um, that I have that kind of poaching this from somebody else. They, they, they have a product that they're just trying to get off the ground that this is all it does. It's like um, your best custom audiences should be the most engaged people on your website. And the best lookalike audiences off of them should be lookalike audiences off of the most engaged people on your website. You can't really do that, right? Like Facebook yeah. doesn't allow you to say, just give me the most engaged and then give me a 2% lookalike. Yeah. You need yeah. an identity resolution vendor and like they're all enterprise products, right? There's nobody who's the little guy. So I'm thinking that he's thinking along these lines, like we'll find out a, a way to segment this data out and like whatever. Yeah. But he's like, no bro, like uh, the White House will buy all of our readers for like a dollar a subscriber, right? So there's this whole other, like, it's, it's a whole other use case for the data for publishers. It's like not really about get emails. It's like get emails is the tool that unearths this audience yeah. that you drove to this publication that has like undeniable value to other interests, right? So 
Now, when I taught, uh, you know, a very good friend of mine, two very good friends of mine, one of them is CEO of DotDash, which is like, used to be about.com. It's an IC big publisher. They have a bunch of different sort of verticals. And another one started Thrillist. And both of these are like very, they hated the idea of getting emails in the first place, right? Yeah, and, yeah. So, you know, I'm talking to these guys early doors. I'm like, well, shit, like, I don't know if this thing's going to work, you know, because it was yeah. just so negatively received, right? Yeah. Um, and clearly it's fine. But, you know, I talked to them about it and they're like, uh, you know, so let me explain to you why this is horrible for publishing, right? It's like you're selling access to these eyeballs on, a rec- on an ongoing basis as a publisher. Your ad sales sales team is selling access to these eyeballs. And then this idea of branded content, meaning we have a voice and we can write about your product and we know how to do that in a way to where our readers will be engaged in reading about your product. So he's like, if you just sell them a list, that's totally undercutting your branded content pitch and it's cannibalizing your ongoing eyeball pitch. So not only would I never do this, if you go around peddling this, everyone's going to think you're a scumbag. I'm like, well, that's not that different than right now. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, like, so do you wait, want it or not? Is yeah, that a yes or no? That's not that easy. And, and, you know, both of them were like, look, I, I'm, it's kind of a scumbag deal. Like, there's definitely going to be people who do it. But, like, just know that if you have a, let's call it like a conservative view on publishing as an industry, like, this is a tool that's working against what you're trying to do. Yeah. Right. Look, I think it's unbelievable. I think this is like, like, but the problem is for us figuring out like, like I like products to be so easy for people to use. Just like, it's just a no brainer. Right. So like the problem is in trying to design something like that to address this, this new need, right? Like what, what am I going to start? Like a, a list brokerage, you know, like a, a marketplace. Yeah. So the, the problem with this business in my mind is it's not about us. And I would be a lot more comfortable if it was about us. Um, but we'll see, you know, and this is just this guy's, you know, nothing has happened yet as far as I yeah. know, but hopefully we can watch what he does and how he does it close enough to where we can basically teach other people who are willing to do this a similar sort of thing you know i think what was scary to people is that it's i mean because if you think about facebook and, and instagram and all this it's that's their data and it's all we, we can never they do the likely look alike audience and we don't really know and we've got you know so they have the power but it's like if you start pulling in you get your own email list and you get your own list and you start doing this now you take back some of that power and i think that's what's scary to people right because then it's like well then maybe you don't need me anymore if you build a strong enough thing and at the end of the day that's what you should be looking to do right because you're the only way you're going to be able to pull people from facebook and instagram is if you're spending money there for the most part right which is okay that that's a model but once you quit with your budget then that's going to stop and so how do you with emails and being able to curate your own people and drive that like i talk about that with my influencers like i tell influencers like hey if you're you know you're doing you have your instagram profile and you've spent whatever a million dollars on it you've done all these ads with this stuff like you know they can shut you down tomorrow and you have no access to anything like and that's and my people don't understand that until i get somebody an email they're calling me crying i'm like hey dude, like what happened it's like my business is gone I'm like what do you mean instagram just shut me down yesterday 
for whatever reason, right? And so that's really scary. Like if you have, and nothing against Instagram or Facebook, like they're awesome platforms, but at the end of the day, like if you don't control your, if you don't have your own website, if you don't, you know, getting your emails, if you're not controlling your own data, that's a problem. Like it will be a problem eventually. Like if you don't realize if you're, like if all of your stuff is only on Facebook and that's what you're generating everything, like how do you make your own list and do your own stuff? And I think that's what's scary to some of these guys is like, you know, this is awesome, but you're going to be kind of screwing us over because now they're not going to need those eyeballs because they're going to have the eyeballs, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, no, I mean, that's, that's it. Um, that's the argument. But I mean, I, hey, I think it's dude, rock know, on. I mean, if you're going to be, yeah, a, like, if you're like, going to be a scumbag, I'll be your VP. I mean, just, that's awesome. I mean, do your thing. I think it's awesome because you're giving, you're giving people data. Organization. I mean, it's not like these businesses, all of them are killing it. Like a few are, like most are hurting. Right. So yeah another monetization option it's not even like it's like in my opinion it's like you've got your companies that you want to advertise with they're your like class a then you have your like guys who are like meh if times got bad i think we deal with these guys too and then there's people you never touch but you still know your audience is valuable to them like why not sell them the fucking data right like yeah you never do a branded content piece with yeah i mean there's there's an angle they just the thing is they don't like what it what it feels like yeah but there's going to be a point if things get bad enough they're going to say okay hey let's talk this out a little bit like maybe there is right because they're going to say well what we're doing we're there's other opportunities for people to grab that data and figure this out and we want to they really should think about hey how am i going to embrace this and just say hey this is the new model like this is what we're going to be doing maybe we need to change some things a little bit especially in the publishing space so the, the other sort of issue with this is so the engagement, so the only sort of complaint problems we've ever had is when people have waited like five days, six days, seven days, two weeks, they've like racked up contacts and then just sent them a newsletter because like, I think people just forget, you know, it's like yeah. you only been somebody's website one time. Yeah. Just forgotten in a week that who it, who For it sure. is. So we tell, and this works, we tell people just like send an automated email to go out nearly immediately after somebody visits your website. Complaints will never be a problem. Well, it's fresh. I think that, that an issue with this data sale thing is, you know, I think the reason our product works is because the people know they were on the website, right? Like if all of a sudden you start getting emails from somebody who you weren't, even if it's a similar niche or whatever, um, if, if you're just like, why am I getting this? Like who knows if they're going to be able to get delivery. So they would have to use the data in other ways, right? They'd have to like pump it into social for custom audiences or, or something else. If that's the case, if you can't get email delivery off of it, which you may or may the not. Cool, but you're getting the data. So the, the cool part is there's a lot of different ways to use it, right? So right. to me, that's like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone on a website and then they send me a, a and I can't remember if I signed up for the newsletter or not, you know, right. like, you know, cause totally, I'm like, yeah. I mean, who knows? And if I like the, the content, quick. it's good. Yeah, it comes quick. You're just like, who cares? I mean, and it's all good. Like, yeah. yeah. As long as you're not feeding me crap, like we should be fine. Thanks again, Adam. This conversation has been really interesting, especially on the publishing side of things. In the next episode, we're going to change course a little bit and talk about Adam's book, Permission Schmarketing. Stay tuned to Shane Barker's Marketing Growth Podcast to know what it's all about.